This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're getting instant relief on our way into episode number 93. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. I'm really thrilled because I have a guest on the podcast today. Dr. Brian Levine is going to talk to us about morning sickness and about a pretty cool drug-free method of handling morning sickness, not just quickly, but almost instantly. It's really exciting. Let's listen to the interview now. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com, and I am really excited to have Dr. Brian Levine here. He is a leading fertility expert and a practicing OBGYN. He's the attending physician at the Lenox Hill Hospital, New York, and practice director of Colorado Center for Reproductive Medicine in Midtown Manhattan, as well as being the technology editor of Contemporary OBGYN. He's also a passionate advocate for the promise of consumer and professional technologies to improve clinical and patient outcomes, advising companies such as Apple, Samsung, and Google. Welcome to the show, Dr. Levine. Thank you for having me. I really really appreciate everyone taking the time to chat about a really important topic. Okay. So what we're going to really focus on today is something that's on the top of most pregnant women's minds, which is morning sickness. Dr. Levine, can you share how many women are affected by morning sickness? I mean, we hear about the lucky few women who escape it, but is it true that most women experience some level of morning sickness? So I think that you're being very kind when you say the lucky few, um, because it's actually <laughs> less than the few. It's it's actually 80% of all women who become pregnant have some form of morning sickness. Um, it's actually really incredible is that the number one discussion that I have with patients when they're planning out a future pregnancy is, well, what am I going to feel like? Um, am I going to have morning sickness? And then when people have early pregnancy, um, quite often they know before the blood test shows because they just don't feel well. I mean, it, yeah. this is this is something that it, that is both physiologic, right? The body does this naturally. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. Um, but this is also something that's become part and parcel of being pregnant. It also leads to the number one reason that patients go to their OBGYN in early pregnancy outside of bleeding or spotting is the management of morning sickness or pregnancy-associated nausea. I mean, the, the crazy number, if you want like a, a statistic to hold yourself on, is not only do 80% of all women deal with some form of morning sickness, if you think about the fact that there's like somewhere around 350,000 pregnancies occurring in the United States, this means a quarter million people a month are walking around nauseated because of pregnancy. That's a big number. That is a big number. You're right. That's huge. Okay, so can you tell us how does morning sickness impact a woman's life? And can it have an effect on her baby or even the health of her pregnancy? Um, you know, this is this is probably the most common question I get from people, which is, what does it all mean? Right? Like, what is morning sickness going to do to me and what's it going to do to my baby? So the first part is that morning sickness can impact your life because it doesn't happen in just the morning. Um, the reason that people tend to have the worst symptoms in the morning is because they have an empty stomach and they don't have anything there. Um, and as you know, all of your hormones get a little bit higher overnight. So as soon as you wake up in the morning, 
you have this this nausea that kind of just hits you when you get out of the bed quickly. Um, but it can impact everything from your quality of sleep to the quality of your work day. When you're tired and groggy, you're not as productive. Um, it can make you feel run down. It can just make you feel cruddy. Um, you know, as you said in your initial comment, the lucky few who don't have it, I think any woman who has pregnancy-associated nausea or morning sickness and then gets a reprieve from it feels like they just won the lottery, right, because it is such yeah. an awful, awful feeling. The good news is that it's not a problem for the baby. Um, I, you know, in my clinical practice now of over seven to eight years, I haven't had to admit a patient in my mind to the hospital in a really long time. Sure, I've admitted people because of hyperemesis, which is the extreme form where they can't stop vomiting um, mm-hmm. and, and someone really is sick. But in general, if you have a physician that you can talk to that you've partnered with and you can talk about some, some great remedies to help control the nausea, there's no reason to be concerned whatsoever. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I just, and what you said is so true, at least in my experience. I've had seven babies, so, and I, and it was never uh-huh. morning sickness for me. It was always all-day sickness. And um, and with my seventh baby, my last baby, I actually didn't have any morning sickness. It was the first time, so it felt like a miracle. But, uh, you know, yeah, it, so it, it's it, funny is, is uh, people talk all the time about weight, right? So people talk about how do you control weight up and down. And uh, everyone's afraid to gain too much weight in pregnancy. Um, so I promise not to get personal with you and ask you how much weight you gain. But um, <laughs> what people what people don't realize is that you don't need to be focused on just how much weight you're gaining. With pregnancy-associated nausea, you need to be worried about how much weight you're losing. So in someone like yes. yourself who had full-day nausea, your appetite goes down. You actually start losing weight, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of moms, that's what they're concerned about. I'll have moms who come to me who tell me that, you know, I couldn't eat anything and I'm dropping weight and I started pregnancy underweight, and I always encourage them, you know, you need to talk with your doctor or your midwife because you need to get something working for you. (laughs) You're absolutely correct. Okay, so we know that morning sickness can have a big impact. And so what options are currently available for women seeking relief for morning sickness? And what are what are some of the concerns that moms have with using medications or other things like that for treatment? Sure. So, you know, I think we, we already defined the what. Um, and now the next thing that we're trying to, to discuss here is the, the how do you fix it or the how. Um, yeah, how do you And there's lots of, there, there are a lot of different ways to go at it. So, you know, we have some unfortunate stories in the OBGYN world of medications that we initially thought were safe years ago that then proved to be unsafe, and that, that famous one is thalidomide. Um, yeah. Right, so we had patients who took thalidomide, and then in the 70s, they had all these children with complications. Um, in the end, thalidomide was a single drug that formed a single form of a pregnancy-associated complication, um, but that checkered past of prescribing a pregnant woman a pill still resonates with every single patient I see. You know, outside of any socioeconomic status whatsoever, patients don't want to be medicated in pregnancy. And unfortunately, no matter how much you talk about lifestyle modification, habitual changes, the American College of OBGYN, which I'm a, a proud member of, 
still does recommend pharmacotherapy for these patients. And the problem is that the medications that we have are good, but people don't want to be addicted to a pill in pregnancy. So the medication that's out right now is called Diclegis. And Diclegis is this medication that basically is a combination of an over-the-counter drug, Unisom, which helps you sleep at night, and vitamin B6. And back in the day, years ago, this combination was available and was a medication called Bendectin. But this medication was removed from the cells or removed from actually the pharmacy in the United States for unclear reasons. But anytime a woman hears that a medication was removed from the FDA and then released and repurposed, people take pause, right? They remember that thalidomide story. They say, wait a second, I don't want to be taking that pill again that's now rebranded and is associated with it. So this is one of those things where, where people say, I don't want to take the pill. So what do I do? I tell them to take smaller meals. I tell them to try to sit up after eating. I tell them to try to make sure they stay well hydrated. You try to avoid spicy foods, fatty foods. Right? The reason that morning sickness happens is, is really still unclear. There's, there's one band that thinks that it's all due to the pregnancy-associated hormones, right? that estrogen and progesterone, those two really big pregnancy hormones, that cause mm-hmm. relaxation of, uh, of the, the top of the stomach so that you kind of get that reflux. But what's yeah. interesting is that if you look at the, the neurobiology or the neurological science or the, the way that our, our brain communicates with the rest of our body, we're starting to understand now that morning sickness it's almost just like motion sickness in where okay. the, it's actually a neural circuit or the nerves in your body that are kind of moving in a rhythm and a pace that's just not normal. And so when your body doesn't know what to do, it freaks out. And the sensation it gets of that freak out is the nausea. So that's yeah. why actually I've started, in, I've started introducing in my own practice patients' understanding of their nervous system and things like acupressure and neuromodulation, which sound like really big words, right? Acupressure, yeah. which comes from Eastern medicine, neuromodulation, which sounds like really techy. But the thing I do is I show them this thing called the relief band, which has become a big part of my practice now, um, where I show patients saying, look, you can actually wear a bracelet and you can control your own nausea for once and for all. Okay. Okay, so can can you... Can you tell us a little bit more about the relief band and how it can help pregnant women? Sure. Um, so, right, so everyone's talking about wearables right now. And so it's it's lucky that I don't have to make the cell for someone to wear something electric yeah. or electronic on their, on their wrist. Um, but the relief band is a really simplistic, genius device that essentially has a battery within it that's replaceable that stimulates a nerve within the patient's arm and kind of gives feedback to the brain to say, I'm okay. And what it does is it kind of helps send a signal back to temper the nausea. I mean, it's incredible. Literally, the patient can put on this relief band in the, in the fits of a, of morning sickness. And then I'm sure you can, you can remember this, right? When, when you feel like you're almost going to be dry heaving and retching, you could put this relief band on the patient, show them how to do a proper, startup of it. And within seconds, the beads of sweat dry from their brow. And all of a sudden, they're saying, oh, thank God. Um, The relief band, I mean, it's easy. 
and in my opinion, every soon-to-be mother or pregnant woman should have one because morning sickness is not limited to just the first trimester, right? People can have nausea in almost every trimester throughout yeah. it. And so all they need to do is kind of slip on this band, place it in the right place on the inside of their wrist, and then turn it on, and their nausea will go away. That's the most simplistic, high-level description of it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds incredible to me. So, of course, the question that moms are going to have is, it, is it safe for me? Is it safe for my baby? So, you know, I tell people this all the time, and that's a great question, right? Because everyone says to me, um, I, I don't feel comfortable putting something that's modulating my nerves onto my wrist. Yeah. <laughs> um, right? It sounds like big words. But I said to them, look, you also have no problem putting your cell phone in your pocket. And we don't even know what that's yeah. emitting. Um you know, this is based on simple technology that's been around for over 20 years. Um, acupressure has been around for hundreds, if not thousands of years. It's part and parcel of Eastern medicine. You know, the whole idea behind how the relief band works is that it just kind of sends a signal back to the vagus nerve, which is kind of this big nerve in the body, and says mm-hmm. to your body, you're okay. You're not taking a chemical. You're not doing anything that affects the uterus. You're not doing anything that affects your heart rate. I mean, you're really just kind of dampening those those symptoms and that center that deals with nausea. Um, so to answer your question in short, yeah, it's very safe um, because there's nothing that you can do to harm yourself by using it. The only thing that you can do is by not using it correctly is not get relief from nausea. And then ultimately yeah. you have all the complications we talked about before, which is weight loss, which could be a problem in your pregnancy. Yeah, okay. So if if a woman is experiencing all-day nausea, like you mentioned, you know, and it can continue on throughout her pregnancy, which I, I will often have moms who shoot me an email and say, you know, I'm in my second trimester or in my third trimester, I'm feeling nausea, is that normal? And so is is it there a limit to how long she can wear the relief band, or can this kind of be like her all-day pal if she needs it? So, so I think the biggest limitation is battery. <laughs> Um, there is no medical limitation whatsoever. I think the battery can last. I, I tell people the battery should last you around five days. Um, okay. And so 150 hours, 140 hours, somewhere around there. Um, and there's a bunch of different levels, one through five. Most people get relief from level three. Um, and basically that's just the amount for stimulating, for stimulating the patient or the patient's nerves. Um, okay. But no, there's no limitation and no maximum, you know, safe dose of this. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable, just turn it off and see what happens, right? It's, a, yeah. it's incredible. I I recently put one on myself, and I actually suffer from motion sickness. And so I was in a cab, and I was reading my iPhone one day, and I got really nauseated. So I was like, wait a second, let's actually do an experiment on myself. So I put the relief <laughs> band on me. Um, I felt the little tingle in my finger, which meant it was in the right place and set to the right thing. Um, and then I went back to reading my iPhone, and it was incredible. I actually was able to, like, pound out an email in response. Um, and so it's it's gender neutral. It is age and nonspecific. Um, right? I mean, this is safe for anyone and everyone. And the thing is, in the end of the day, you're helping your patients grapple with a, a major impediment to daily life in a safe reproducible manner that does not require a pill, which I think, in my yeah. opinion, is the, is the slam dunk. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure that reception, you know, the reception for the mom is probably a lot better because, like you said, I, I think all pregnant moms are skeptical, like, of having to take a medicine during pregnancy. So that's just wonderful. And then when you tell them that you tested it on yourself, they're sure to appreciate that, too. So. And, I mean, let's be honest, right? We have over-medicalized the most natural process possible. We make women labor on their backs in a hospital with an epidural in place. It's highly medical. It's not the the way that we all came from initially, right? I mean, as we yeah. progress as a society, we become more and more invasive. Well, the relief band, in my opinion, is a way to become less invasive. We're not putting yeah. anything in your body. Use it as a way to, to, you know, see if you like it. And it's so inexpensive that I say to my patients, if you don't like it, it's not like you broke the bank because sometimes these anti-nausea medications on the per-month basis will cost you dramatically yeah. more than you would have spent to have a relief band with a couple of replacement batteries. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm also getting a lot of women writing to me with questions about severe morning sickness, and you mentioned this too. Can relief band help even with cases of severe morning sickness or be part of the treatment there? Yeah. So, you know, I think that you bring up a really important point, which is, I'm a guy, right? I've never been pregnant before. I never will be pregnant. Um, I don't know what morning sickness feels like. And your experience with morning sickness and nausea is going to be different than every other woman out there. So what someone yes. calls severe might have been mild to moderate for you, but right, we're all different. So you need to understand that and appreciate that. So I think that regardless of your tolerance for nausea and wherever you are, the relief band can be part of your treatment plan. Um, for some patients, it's all you need. For the patients yeah. who are more severe, I've actually found that by adding in diet control, adding in diet modification, helping people understand how to do things, that helps. But in the end of the day, my favorite thing is when patients come in and they forget that there are actually settings that they could go up to three, four, five. Um, mm -hmm. that's when I find that the patients have the most, the, the most rewarding experience because we can treat their nausea with just what's on their wrist. Yeah. Yeah, so that's great. Okay, so where can a woman get more information about Relief Band? And also, if she wants to share with her doctor or midwife, is there information that you have for clinicians? Um, you know, I think right now they're working on the, the company's working on getting materials to send out to doctors, but I just tell patients, go to reliefband.com. Okay. Right? I mean, go look on the website, um, and you can go take a look. And look, I'm happy to talk to any doctor who's unclear of how this works or wants to be better educated about it. Um, in the end of the day, I have seen such an improvement in my patient satisfaction just from helping them with their nausea that I think that Every doctor should know how to add this into their treatment paradigm. And even if you are, yeah. you know, a big fan of using medications, at least offer this non-medication-based approach. Offer this approach to your patients so they have the ability to control their own nausea. And still, it doesn't have to change your clinical practice. So go to reliefband.com um, and feel free to share my email address with people. I'm happy to answer questions. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely mention that. I'll put I'll put all of this information in the show notes so they'll be able to click right through and get that information. 
Now, I, okay, so thank you so much, Dr. Green. I mean, I'm so excited about this. I was really excited when, um, when your assistant, Cherie, contacted me about it and even more excited the more I read about it. So I think this is thrilling and wonderful, especially as a mom coming for more of that, you know, I want to be natural for my baby. But do you have any closing thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up the interview? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to say thank you for taking the time to chat with me um, about a topic that is probably under-recognized and under-discussed. Think about it again, what we opened this whole talk with, a quarter million people a month are suffering with this. If that was the flu, we would have done something much more than just having Tamiflu and Paraflu and all these other remedies out there. But for once, I think we're offering patients the ability to have a natural approach to treating a natural condition, right? We're letting patients take control of their own care. The device is is controlled by the patient. We're giving women control over something where they feel like they lost all their control. And to me, that's really important. And so, you know, I think the relief band story is giving patients relief when they couldn't find it before and not forcing them to be medicated with a pill, which they thought was the only option before. So thank you. Thank you for giving me the the chance to talk with you about this. And, you know, I hope your listeners can understand that this is a a viable option and this is a realistic option that's attainable by almost anyone to help them through something that's pretty, pretty dismal and pretty frustrating. Yes. Yeah, and it can just, it can drag on and on and on too. So just some, some relief that, you know, very empowering. So that's awesome. All right, Dr. Levine. Well, thank you so very much. We will definitely have uh, how exactly we can find out more about the relief band in the show notes. And uh, I appreciate you again being here. Thank you. I really do appreciate your time and effort. I just want to say thanks to Dr. Levine one more time for that excellent interview. Dr. Levine was courteous enough to send me a relief band to take a look at after the interview. And while I'm not actually pregnant, so I couldn't give it, you know, a true morning sickness trial run, I did do a video overview of it, which I'll put on the call notes page for you to look at. I also happened to do something to my back a few days after I got the relief band in, and the pain in my back was so bad that it made me feel nauseous. So I used the the relief band after that, and it it pretty much lived up to its claims of stopping the nausea within seconds. Now, I know that that nausea that you experience from excruciating pain, which fortunately is abating now, is not quite the same as all-day morning sickness, but it still sucks, to be pretty blunt about it. And to have something that took care of that, especially since it was happening while I was trying to sleep. So having something that took care of that so that I could get to sleep was really cool. I give some other impressions of the relief band. I actually wore it for a couple of hours when I wasn't in pain and when I didn't really have any nausea. But I wanted to feel, you know, was it irritating on the skin or anything like that. I wore it for a couple of hours and the video includes some of my thoughts on that. Basically, I think that this is a super exciting little invention. Something very viable for any mama who's struggling with morning sickness. And I would encourage you to take a look at it. 
definitely watch the video. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know if there are any other experts you'd like to hear or topics that you would like to hear about on the podcast. Just shoot me an email. Let me know what you would like to hear. And if you can take a minute to leave a review on iTunes or on Stitcher, I would really appreciate that. I'm excited because the Google Podcast directory has just launched on the Google Play Store and everything for you Android folk folks. And the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast is included there. So if you could leave some feedback and rating there, if you're going to start listening to the podcast that way, I would love it. Take a minute. Let me know what you like. Let me know what I can improve on. And overall, your feedback helps other families find the podcast. And I appreciate that. And I think they will too. With that, I will talk to you next week and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.